0: Hello and welcome, I'm Bonnie and I'm Lily and this is Little Home Organised, a podcast dedicated to helping you declutter, get organised and
1: reclaim time for the things you love. kept everything that we had ever created in our life. We would have no living space. Miss no. 4 was drawing these potatoes that were people and then all of a sudden, and like they don't I give them a score with a red pen and say this is enough. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm so joking. Do you know um, This doesn't actually look like a person. That one's going in the bin. <laughs> Hello and welcome. This week we're going to be talking about children's artwork, We'll chat about how much is too much, what to do with those huge box creations and the ways which we can celebrate and honour the creativity our children possess.
0: And my oh my, aren't they talented, our little cherubs, the way they smear their
1: fingers in paint Oh, I just love when they present something to me and go, look, mum, look at this. Like the other day, Miss 4 came and she had literally done some scribbles on some random bits of paper she'd cut off and then she had wrapped them in other bits of A4 paper and sticky taped them all together in one big mess and said, mum, I made you a present. (laughs) (laughs) It's so cute, but it is.
0: The sweetest thing when you see a child bring you something that they've put time and effort and energy into and you can see how proud of themselves they are and they are so desperately looking for your reaction and your approval. Absolutely. Oh, melts your heart. Like your eldest the other day wrote, I think it was a story, he's in prep, and he happened to arrive at our mum's house while I was there and he was so excited. He selected all the adults out who were going to come down and sit down and listen to his story. Mm. But man, when I was, because I was leaving as he was arriving and I was said, I'm so sorry, I'm not going to be able to listen to your story. And he was like, you know, looking at his face, he was like, oh, He's do you have to hear devastated. my story? And I was like, I want to hear your story. <laughs> I can tell how excited about this story. And I said, I promise I'll hear your story on the weekend. And he was very
1: happy with that answer. That's okay. I think we've read that story before bed every night for the last oh, week. So. Bless.
0: And this is the thing, like when it comes to children's artwork, it is a stamp in time. It shows these different phases that our kids are in you know when they are in prep, or when they are just
1: learning finger painting, when they they do that first drawing. As a primary teacher, you often miss the stages of development in the early years, in like the the prep and um, kindergarten type years. So when they go through the phase of first drawing it's a scribble right like you cannot decipher what that is and then it progresses to eventually things like circles and oh that's a person because it's got a circle and four sticks like two arms two legs right and then they progress to drawing more characteristics and so now I've got this preppy who can draw a person with a hand and five fingers and eyebrows and you know a nose mouth eyes and you know, actually drew clothes on top of bodies the other day. So like they really go through this progression, which is really cute to see. And as a teacher, I'm really fascinated by how their brain all of a sudden decides like, yep. Today, when we draw this person, we're going to put eyebrows on it. And like Miss Four was drawing these potatoes that were people. And then all of a sudden, and like they Classic. don't they don't even have facial features, right? Like they might have two dots for eyes, maybe a mouth. But then all of a sudden she's drawing eyebrows on them. And it's oh. like, where did that come from? That's no amazing. hands for functioning, but no. they've got eyebrows. Yeah. So like, I don't know, maybe we raise our eyebrows a lot or something. Yeah. <laughs> They're like a big thing for her. Yeah. But it's really tough when we're talking about artwork because as a parent, you get so much that comes in and it can be really difficult to make that decision about what's special enough to get honoured, what's special enough um, to, to have lots of you know, words and celebrate with them and what's the stuff that they've really just scribbled something and they're just looking for attention. So they give it to you and they expect you, know, you to clap. Like they've won an Academy Award. Well,
0: because they've learned that they're getting that reaction from you. And, of course, we want to love on our children and what they it's natural that they're seeking our approval. But, the, you know, there definitely has to be that balance. Oh,
1: there definitely does. And I think it's – And I'm in- not
0: advocating for your child coming home and presenting you with a, a painting which you well, – they turn around and say, this is terrible. Go back and do it again. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. No,
1: no. Don't do that. Don't no, break their little hearts. No, definitely not. Um. But I think it's important to work out, okay, there's lots of different types of creations and there's lots of reasons why those creations are made. And I call them the creations because then it doesn't matter if it's technically an artwork piece or if it's a book like Mr. Five did the other week. Um, Creations are something that they have created, whether it's a box creation out of all of your old cereal boxes, Mm. um, whether it's, yeah, scribbles on a piece of paper, Whether they've done colouring in or they've done collage or they've done a big painting for you, like all of these things come under that one banner of creation. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And they come in to your house in lots of different ways. So if you've got a kid in school, they'll come in from school, especially I find in the early years. Like I've got one in Kindy and one in prep. And there's just so much coming in. Like it's it's yeah, it's a wave.
0: Birthday parties are also at like a new high standard where you go to a birthday party as a small child and it's no longer just playing in the back r- backyard. Like people are doing those yes. creative parties where you like create something. And so yes. those things come
1: home too. Yes. And every time you go to a play group or a music group, like especially around certain events. So when it's like Mother's Day, Father's Day, Christmas, um, oh my goodness. like Lots this, of stuff comes in. Yeah. yeah. So this Mother's Day, for example, which is May in Australia, um, my husband was working away. In rural Queensland and so he was very apologetic that he was not going to be there for Mother's Day and um, I went and bought myself a Mother's Day card with my five-year-old and said like, look, those are the cards, go and pick one, I I won't look sort of thing. And so he picked a card, and he was very, you know, he's so proud as punch to be the oldest kid and to getting be, to choose, yeah, so like yes. being responsible. Taking he lo- he loves that. So he had this card, and you know, a couple of days before Mother's Day, I was like, oh, have you guys like drawn on the card or whatever yet? And he's like, oh, no, we've got to do that tonight. So they they did some stuff on the card and he hid it and he had hidden it with other things that were coming in through the week. And so when it actually came time to Mother's Day, you know, open all the presents and things like that, there was the card that we had bought together. There was a card from Kindy. There was a card from school. There was a card from one grandmother and there was a card from the other grandmother. And then there was... Uh, maybe two from one of the grandmothers. And it was like, oh, why did I even bother taking you to go and get this extra card? Because you've actually just done six cards for me.
0: <laughs> anyway. Um, Because we need to celebrate Mother's Bonnie. Oh, That's yes. That's why. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> of course. But yeah, the point is they- There's the, so much. It, yeah, there's so much stuff. It, and especially when they're very young. It comes, you know, yes. you, you get and, a lot of this stuff.
1: And I will be the first to admit that I did not keep every single card. <gasps> I made a decision. I looked at- quality versus quantity and I looked at <laughs> some of those cards and I thought okay just to clarify you're not meeting a rating system of the
0: the quality of the artwork that was provided is that what you're saying
1: oh yeah like I give them a score <laughs> with a red pen and say this is <laughs> no I'm joking I'm so joking <laughs> <laughs> do you know? Um, this doesn't actually look like a person. That one's going in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be so awful. <laughs> do you know, my kids um. have this thing at the moment when they're jumping on the trampoline and the eldest goes, Mom, give us give us a number. And what he's really wanting is for us to judge them. Uh. And they do their little flips and tricks and things. Uh. And my husband does it so well because he stands there and he's like, and he's just done a flipsy-topsy-turvy and it's a seven out of ten. And the kids <laughs> like, like, yay, this is amazing. <laughs> So, no, I do not do that for my children's <laughs> artwork. Okay? Glad we got that cleared. Yeah, no, no, that that's, that's <laughs> not the way. But I do look at like the six cards and think, well, I know that you did that one and you've put no effort into that. and Because I know you. Because I know you. Yeah. And I know that you've actually put a lot of effort into this and that's one. that's the one you're proud of the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like in prep, he's learning to read and write, obviously. And so, over the last term in particular, his writing is just gangbusters. That's why he's got this book because mm. he's… He's working out how to spell words and he knows all the letters and, like, it is so cool just seeing him start to learn to write. So I kept the card that he had written in and he had written, I love you so much and, you know, all that sort of lovey-dovey, mushy stuff. So that's where quality over quantity has to come in because if You can't keep everything. You can't. Like, physically – If we kept everything that we had ever created in our life, we would have no living space. No. We would be shoving aside scribbles from primary school to sit on our couch Mm. or to eat dinner. Like it's just not possible. So if everything is special, then nothing is special. Mm. And that's why you have to make a decision about – What's the, what's the most important piece, what's meant the most, what's taken the most time to do, what's had the most effort, all of those kind of things. And a question a lot of people ask me is how much is too much? How much do I keep? How do I decide? And that's where the first thing I'll always say is, look, get your kids to decide because they need to flex and practice using those decluttering muscles. And our kids actually need to learn that not everything we made was amazing. Mm. Not everything. Controversial. I know it's so controversial. That I'm sorry my child isn't the best all the time. No. I'm really sorry.
0: <laughs> we all are. It's like the participant award oh, conversation, don't isn't get it? Me started. Okay. Oh, yeah. oh, I won't. Jeez, all right.
1: <laughs> Back to artwork then. As a teacher, those participant awards are so frustrating because it's like no, everybody needs to be celebrated for the things that they do well at, and we don't need to fluff up the things that we're not particularly good at because that gives them a false sense of yeah, self. Yeah,
0: it's a fine line. It's a fine mm. line of catching those people who aren't getting the praise because they're not ex- you know excelling. Yes. But it is just blanketing it every time in every situation, in yes. sport, in academics, in everything then that's when there's for sure a problem.
1: I think going back to what you said about catching the people who are not excelling, we need to, as teachers and educators, find what it is that that child excels in and we need to encourage and support them in that. And that's why a lot of mainstream schooling can be difficult for kids who don't fit into that, you know, classic mold whatever that classic mold is yeah and thankfully a lot of schools and a lot of countries are really embracing the fact that hey everybody learns differently and um we're going to celebrate the fact that you're amazing at doing this and you're amazing at doing this and you're amazing at doing this and we're going to meet you where you're at rather than expecting you to to meet us where we're presenting like if you think about teaching 100 years ago kids got caned because they had adhd yes because they couldn't sit still. And now we have systems in place to help that child thrive. Yeah. Yeah. So we're always continually evolving and learning and progressing as a society. And I think that that's really important in terms of making sure that our kids feel encouraged appropriately and um, yeah, don't have that inflated sense of self because if you as a parent are like you're amazing all the time and then they get out into a classroom or into a job where, you know, there's a bit of a reality check coming. That's actually going to be far more damaging to them.
0: I don't remember who sang it. It was a song that we um, used to listen to when we were kids and it was like,
1: encourage
0: one another and oh, each other yes. up. Don't tear each
1: other down or something like the that.
0: The Donut Man. Is it The Donut that Man? was The oh, Donut Man. The Donut Man, what a classic. Yeah. But, yes, you do want to be encouraging your children but, again – That was great singing, by the way. Oh, thanks. Just slid that in there. (laughs) Um, No, you you do want to be encouraging your kids, but you don't want to be giving them that false sense because you're doing it mindlessly. You know, that saying that you said before is so true. If everything's special, nothing is special.
1: Mm, Yeah, definitely. So what are some strategies for how to decide what is special? Well, one of them I think we've talked about before is the quality versus quantity. So something that I will do is I will look at, say, a bunch of artwork that gets made together and I will ask my child, okay, what is the one piece that you are really proud of, that you really love? And they'll say, oh, this one. And we put that on the fridge. And so that's the way that we honour that particular piece of artwork. It has its hall of fame on the fridge and um we have got boundaries and we talk about boundaries a lot because they're really important Mm -hmm. so our boundary for our hall of fame on the fridge is that every kid can have one piece of artwork up there Mm -hmm. at a time so when they create a new one we will go through that decision making process okay is this one more special than the one that's on the fridge what are we going to do with the one on the fridge And my kids now know the system well enough that they can say, yeah, the one on the fridge, it's time to say goodbye to that. And they know that it's going into the recycling and they're totally fine with that. Mm -hmm. But if it's one that was really special and they spent a lot of time on it, they'll say, oh, can we put it in my memory box? And so we've got a physical memory box as well as a digital memory box. Mm -hmm. So if it's special to me and I think, yeah, you spent a lot of time on this, like this book. That Mr. Five has made mm. I'm going to scan that in and put it into his digital memory box because I think that's a real milestone yes but right now he's enjoying playing with it reading it daily all of that sort of stuff so when he's finished with that we'll probably put it in his physical memory box as well mm-hmm. so that down the track I know that I've got it digitally but he gets to still you know enjoy it as a physical thing as well and so my kids know oh yep this one's special it it can have its 15 minutes of fame on the fridge. The other one, yep, Where, where's it going? It's going into the recycling or it's going into the memory box. And so my kids know the system and that's that's the hardest thing, I think, is setting up that system from scratch and then it's a lot easier to maintain afterwards.
0: Yes, and that's what we talk about a lot is the setting up of the system can be the roadblock, but once the system is in place, maintaining it is so much easier.
1: Now, there's another thing I want to talk about very briefly. When it comes time to getting the kids to decide, how do we get them to decide? Because a lot of parents really feel like we've got to let our kids decide everything. We can't take that autonomy away from them. Mm. But there's this great Venn diagram. Um, I think it's Peter Cook who did it. And Dr. Justin Coulson puts this on his um, website. And I just love it because it's two circles. They've got an overlapping bit in the middle. And one circle says kids' decisions One circle says parents' decisions and then the overlapping bits are the decisions that get made together. Mm -hmm. And as parents, especially in terms of organizing, there are some decisions that we as parents need to make. And that's sometimes a safety thing. Like I'm deciding that you are not allowed to come near me while I'm cooking on the stove because it's dangerous for you, right? Whereas if it was up to the kids, they would be right there in it because they don't know the safety and the the risks associated, Mm. correct? But as they get older, we start to give them a bit more autonomy over decisions. So when they're older, we might say, okay, you can decide what you want to wear today. Or um, this is a decision we're going to make together. might be something to do with how their room or their desk gets set up or something like that. So when we're getting our kids to decide what artwork they're keeping or what artwork they're letting go of, if they decide, oh, I want to keep it all, that's when we as parents then say, okay, the boundary is this you can keep one item on the fridge. The rest of them that you're finished with, they either need to go for you to say goodbye to now or you can enjoy playing with them around your room for you know a day or a couple of days or something like that. Mm. So if my kids resist the boundaries and the systems that we've got in place in that exact situation, I will literally say to them, okay, this one's on the fridge. You've obviously picked that's your favourite. These ones that you've made, you can have until Sunday night to have them. So they've got like, say, three days to to play with them. And you know what? They don't even play with them anyway, but it's just about helping them feel like they've got a bit of power and a bit of control. It's the negotiation.
0: Yes, and I can totally agree with this. I obviously can't personally relate to children's artwork because I'm not at that phase of my life Mm. yet in the sense that I haven't had a conversation with a child in my fridge However, when I was working with children over in America and in New Zealand, one of the most important things you can do is you can help a child feel empowered and when making decisions. So let's say it was a disciplinary thing or giving them options, helping children feel like they have a say is important, but you can do it within the safe boundaries of, of being the parent or being the adult. So you say, well, these are our options. You can choose to do this or you can choose to do this. What would you like to do? And then that child can think about it and they can make a decision you've actually provided the boundary and the way to keep it safe and, and you know, directed it, but then they can start to have a little bit of, as you say, power. They can say to myself, oh, well, this is what I want to do and even though I'm not pleased about the whole idea of it, at least I've got something that, I've got to
1: say in it. That's very true. There's a really great article by Dr. Justin Coulson on his website that's called um, Kids Need Us." Assist- to set limits and it talks all about limits and boundaries and that's where you'll find that Venn diagram. So we'll put a link to that in the show notes because I think that's going to be really beneficial for a lot of parents.
0: And if you're wanting to get started at home today and get organised, we do have a freebie for you. It's called our organizing cheat sheet. You just head to our website, littlehomeorganized.com.au forward slash organizing cheat sheet. And that cheat sheet is amazing because it's just something that is really simple, but you can apply it to any room in your house. So if you want to start getting organized, go check it
1: out. We're going to take a quick break for this week's clutter confession. But when we come back, we will talk about what to do storage wise for children's artwork and how to set up a simple system that makes honoring and storing artwork smooth and easy Clutter Confessions (laughs) Hey guys I have a little confession to make about some clutter. So I've had this laptop since I was in like high school and it's broken and it just sits there and I keep telling myself oh I'm going to get it repaired and pull out the pictures that are on there and pull out the information that's on there but I never do
0: so I actually haven't done a clutter confession yet. No, you haven't. <laughs> because I can't think of something, but I can actually relate to this because I have an old laptop and I can't even tell you if there's anything on it that is of value. And maybe that's why I haven't gotten rid of it. It's, it's, and it's the just, unknown. Yeah, I've just totally forgotten about it. Mm. And, he, and hearing that, yeah, it's just reminded me that I actually have a laptop that is just broken sitting there. I don't even think it turns on. And I haven't got rid of it. Maybe it's that roadblock of not knowing how to get rid of e-waste. What's something you can recommend for e-waste in Australia?
1: we have an e-waste bin here at the office because – that exact problem. Heaps of people have got no idea. They want to respo- uh, dispose of it responsibly. And that's the thing. It's it's coming from a good place. Yes. And also there's the sensitive data thing as well for mm. a lot of phones and laptops and stuff, especially if they've broken and you haven't been able to reset Re- them. Yeah. Retrieve your things off Yeah. Them. Beforehand. Um, there's plenty of computer technicians who will be able to help you retrieve or look for the stuff on your laptop if you feel like there's stuff on there. But In terms of e-waste and recycling, just do a Google search. Like we use um, an organisation that's called Substation 33 and they're based in the south of Brisbane. And they're amazing because they do like return to work programs for people on the dole um, to upskill them, all that kind of stuff. And so they just have this big bin that they drop off at our house and we fill it with printers and vacuum cleaners and... Kids' remote-controlled cars and cords and anything that's got a battery or a plug goes in there and then they just come and replace it with a new one whenever it gets full.
0: There you go. So if you're in Brisbane, there are some really good options there for you but uh, if you're not, just check and jump on Google and just check out your local place for sure. All right, so children's artwork, let's talk about setting up a system. I've got all this artwork
1: and I want to know what to do going forward. So the most important thing that you can do is celebrate the effort that's your first step because kids need positive reinforcement. Positive affirmation is so important. You cannot give it to them enough. But it's got to be appropriate. And that's where what we talked about before with that inflated sense of self comes into it. So if they've come home, like with this book that Mr. Five has made, for example, we gave so much encouragement about it. And every every grandparent or parent that he's shown it to has also affirmed him. So, he's like really buoyed up on this encouragement. And, you know, the fact that we're reading it together as a family before bedtime, like it's really just affirming that he's done a really cool thing. Mm. And it is really cool because I didn't say to do it. I didn't suggest to do it. He just literally was there one day tracing one of his cars onto a piece of paper. And then he decided, I'm going to make this into a book because he was doing it to a few different cars and – you know, it's prep, it's not going to win a literary award or anything like that, (laughs) but like it's a really cool effort that he's done. So I think – honouring and celebrating with them that creation that they've done. So when you're picking up from kindy or from school and they've got Mum, look, Dad, look, I've made this today. Like, oh, yeah, that's great. Show me. Tell me about this. Do you know yesterday when I picked up Miss Four from kindy, we were walking past the line of parents who were waiting outside to pick up their kids 1.5 metres apart because we're social distancing <laughs> um, and she had these two paintings and I said, oh, what's this painting? As we're walking past, that's Daddy pooing on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> serious? And I got home and I told my husband and he's like, did she tell the kindy teachers? And I was like, I don't no, think just so. all the parents
0: picking just all, up their children. It's
1: all the parents. And he was like,
0: oh my goodness.
1: And she had done the, the picture of him in like poo brown color too. So I was like, it's definitely poo, right?
0: I'm curious as to why she would be um, imagining her father you know, <laughs> doing his business know. on the roof. But. Kids, <laughs> Honestly, man, she's there. so
1: funny. There was a, a picture she drew weeks and weeks ago. That was our whole family. And then all of a sudden there was a rock. She's like, yep, there's a rock. I'm like, you've just drawn a picture of us five plus our dog and you've included a, a rock. rock. <laughs> so, like, Does she have a pet rock you don't know about? N- actually, a few years ago they made something at Playgroup that had, you know, the, the fake Big eyes on eyes, it. Yeah. And because we've got a rock garden it's in there somewhere the eyes are no longer there on it there you go so it must it must the be mystery's been solved. yeah must be <laughs> man they're so clever they remember stuff hey
0: <laughs> so we talk about setting up a system you want to celebrate their effort and then you as you mentioned you honor it so put it somewhere create like a hall of fame but be diligent in what goes into the hall of fame
1: yes and where you set it up like you don't want blue tacked artwork all across your kids' walls because that will eventually pull the paint off. So use something like the fridge or you can use a, a pants coat hanger to hang up your artwork and just hang it on a hook on the wall or you can do like a magnet board or a pin board or just have a designated space where it's like this is your I love Hall it. of Fame.
0: Yeah, I love the idea of calling it the Hall of Fame too because mm. it really does make it special And if you do like the pants hanger thing, say you have four children and you have four hooks and you have four hangers, it's like, what am I hanging up on the wall of fame for me this week? you know, and as opposed to, oh, 10 things have been hung up for me. They're all clipped together up there. I can't even tell what's special anymore. But that one, when you make it like that one item or, you know, those two artworks or whatever you decide to do in your household, it really does make it special. It really does honour the creation.
1: Yeah. And then once the 15 minutes of fame are up, what happens with it? Do we say goodbye to it? And, you know, it's really good for our kids to learn that we say goodbye to things there is a beginning and an end that Mm. things don't last forever
0: because they don't. And it's not that you don't love them any less or appreciate them any less. It's about making space for the new.
1: That's exactly right. Because when we hold on to everything from the past, there's no space for anything new to come in. So yeah, where does stuff go? Does it move into a memory box, whether that's physical or digital? Or do we recycle it? Is it something that could be repurposed in some other way? So here's an interesting question. Some of
0: you may have kids at home at the moment who are currently working on artworks in the house and they aren't finished. So you might be thinking, well, what am I going to do with this stuff? Well, I'd say first things first is with anything and when we're trying to get more organized in our house is we need to create zones and boundaries to limit the amount of stuff.
1: Mm, definitely. And the system we use at home here for stuff that's unfinished is we have an A4 clip folder Um It's just one of those A4 document holders but it's like a thick plastic and it's probably like a centimetre an inch thick and so you just literally open it up, shove stuff, papers in there and then close it up again and these are great for a variety of things actually. They're really good for storing like Lego books and stuff in if you want to have like a whole catalogue of your Lego books Um, but we just use one of those because we're fairly minimal.
0: We'll post a photo as well on our Facebook page so you can see visually if you're not quite sure what that looks like.
1: What we have in there is we have three different things. We have our stickers, we have our new colouring pages that we haven't started yet and we have our unfinished stuff in there. And we can fit all three types into that one folder because there's not a huge amount of each. And so it just means that when it's quiet time, this is all inside the quiet drawer, um, the kids can come, grab this folder out, they can grab their stickers out, they can grab the colouring pages that they've maybe started or not finished and they can just get to work. And so that works really well for us to keep that unfinished stuff but for someone else who maybe has a kid that's producing a lot of artwork, you might need an in-tray
0: mm, yep. or you
1: might need like one of those A4 boxes that they can put um, a bunch of unfinished artwork projects into.
0: But then again, keep in mind your zone and your boundary. Our houses have only got so much space. And so if you keep expanding and expanding out and not putting in a limitation or a boundary on these things, then you're going to end up having a cluttered space.
1: Yeah, Exactly. So, if getting organised is something that you're really um, ready to do, we've got an organising cheat sheet for you. Go to littlehomeorganised.com.au forward slash organising cheat sheet. It's our five steps that we use to organise any and every space in the home and children's artwork is one of them.
0: So, we've talked about the artwork coming into our homes and some of the strategies that we can use to manage it.
1: So, what's going to be our tidy task for this week, Bon? Oh, I love a good tidy task. Okay. So basically for the tidy task this week, I would like you to go and set up your system for your children's artwork. So decide, am I going to do something like the fridge for the hall of fame? Are we going to do a coat hanger or a magnet board or a pin board? Are we going to do it in each room? Are we going to do it in the command center? Work out where the hall of fame is going to go and then work out how it's going to go after that. So is it a memory box that you're going to use for the really special stuff? Are you going to go digital? Are you just going to recycle everything? Are you going to use something like an expander file mm. so that you can keep those really special ones per year and say, okay, in 2020, these are the six or 10 pieces of painting or creations that um, were done by this particular child. And here's your expander file when you move out of all of the artwork back over your life. Are you going to take a photo of them so that you can create a photo book? Just work out what the system is that you're going to use.
0: And if you decide, yes, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get started. We'd love to see what you do end up doing. So share it in our Facebook group. It's the Little Home Organised Community. There's just a bunch of lovely people in there and you can share what you're doing, your before and afters, your work in progress. We'd love to see what you decide to do. And that's it for this week's episode. So we We just really want to thank you guys so much. We're getting some lovely ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts and we so appreciate it. We read every single one of them and you truly make our day. But we just want to say from the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much for listening and choosing to have us in your ears.
1: And remember, progress, not perfection. See you later. Bye.